Hello and welcome back to this day late $5 shorts episode of Pageants and Prosecco. I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. I know it's been a minute since I posted my last episode before Miss USA Chesley was crowned. But I wanted to wait a little bit before I posted this next episode. And I'll tell you about it in the show. But thanks for tuning in and thanks for listening. And let's go ahead and get started I have a lot to say, so you might want to get your glasses ready, and I'll give you guys a nice little break to get it together, but get your glasses. This is going to be a goodie episode for you. Let's talk. guys so thanks again like i said for tuning in to another episode of pageants and prosecco and let's just get this episode rolling right don't we because a lot of things have happened in the world of pageantry but i'm going to focus this episode on miss usa and some other things i kind of just wanted to bring up but first let's talk about what i'm drinking and i hope you guys have your little glasses together i know it's almost summer but I'm drinking red wine still. Typically, when it's hot outside, people don't really drink heavy red wine, like the Cabernets and the Merlots and Pinot Noirs, like they might in the winter. And at least some people I know drink white, like Chardonnay. And that's kind of what I was drinking last winter, or last summer. I was really getting into Chardonnay. But nonetheless, I don't have that today. I have a nice Cabernet Sauvignon. And this is one of my favorite caps to drink because... Um, this particular one is called Candle Magic and just from manifestations and using candles and magic, I guess, <laughs> in my manifestations, I kind of like it. And it's made by two women. I might have mentioned this before on a podcast. I'm not sure. I drink this one a lot. I get it for the cheap at my local gas station. It has, it's on sale uh, or at least been on sale for the last five months. <laughs> Whenever I go in there, it's on sale. So I get it and it's really nice. It's actually really, really good. And I'm not one to repeat drinks, but it's a nice little drink just to have um, in the meantime, between times, I, you know, do some more research on some more wines that I want to try or just go to the wine store. So it's a nice little glass that I get, nice little bottle, I guess I should say, that I get after work. And it's super, super delicious. And I post a picture on my Instagram so you can see what I'm talking about. I don't know if it's out by you, but it's really good to just try. And then the proceeds go to our scholarship um, for women to continue their education. So why not sip up, right? Okay. So, uh, wow. Where, where do I even start? So my last episode, I gave you my top list of who I think was going to make it. I think this year's top 15 was really nice. I felt like everyone really came and really served their tails off. All the women who competed, they did a phenomenal job. 
I am really impressed by how much real beauty and not trying to shade any other classes, but how much beauty that we saw. There were so many women there that could have easily, easily won just off looks alone. I don't know what happened in their interview, but a lot of the women had very strong, striking looks. Minnesota comes out to me. Utah comes out to me. And I was really, really just awestruck by how beautiful these women are. And I know this is going to be, as I get older, the women obviously say the same age, but they're going to be generations under me, after me. And I'm just kind of curious to see how these women are going to transform, you know, in the coming years. Like as these Generation Z women start competing in Miss USA and with all this contour and highlight that we're doing, I'm just kind of, you know, just kind of interested to see how, how beauty is going to evolve, evolve over the years. Because I think these women were extremely gorgeous. Yeah, Utah, I'm looking at Utah right now. New Hampshire, West Virginia was my favorite. I told you guys that. She has a really classic model look as well. So, and I can just say I did love the photo shoots that they did with the butterflies. Very unique. And I, I didn't realize that they were doing this at Miss USA. I thought that just some of the girls just happened to have butterfly photos. I didn't realize they had a whole photo shoot. Or some of the girls did a whole photo shoot with the butterflies at Miss USA. So I didn't really catch that that was part of the the thing. But nonetheless, a lot of people had their favorites, of course. New Mexico was really, really gorgeous to me going in at first runner-up. I think she would have been very fit for the crown. I could see her competing on Miss Universe and doing fairly well. My biggest hesitation, I think, was her age. I think she was a little young. I can't remember how old she was, but I just remember her age kind of standing out. Like, can she do this um, or... At least hold up her own at universe when you have women who are a little bit older than her who have um, come farther along in their accomplishments because you know gen- generally by age at my age that I'm at now um, there's so many things I could say about myself and you think I was like showing off or something but I just do something different every year and after 10 years do something different you're like oh yeah I was a former college professor yeah I had my own business yeah I was a tv producer yeah I was a reporter just because I have different jobs and I think this as my generation gets older and we get more different jobs we don't stay in our jobs too long so we are able to move up faster up the ladder and have all these different types of accomplishments so um I was just slightly concerned if she were to hold her own against some of these older women that are going to compete. Like, how do you compete against someone who's actually a lawyer compared to someone who's studying to go to law school, you know? Yeah, it's a little bit biased. I know we don't talk about it, but sometimes age does come with its benefits. People might look down on getting older, but you definitely have some benefits, especially mentally. I know myself changing literally every day as I got gotten older. My birthday was like Six, almost six months ago. I'm celebrating a happy birthday soon, you guys. But nonetheless, I'm really excited for Chesley. Who won? Chesley Christ. She is a attorney at Pointer Spruill, I believe that's how you pronounce it, down there in um, South Carolina, North Carolina, where she's from. Um, and she's part of the litigation team, and she practices in complex civil litigation. 
She represents clients in a wide range of challenges, including government and business-related disputes, constitutional litigation, and construction disputes. She has her MBA, her JD, she's a practicing attorney, and she worked with General Motors, Fiat Chrysler, on electrified vehicles. And she also helped with Chevrolet Vault marketing team. And so this woman is accomplished, to say the least. Fun fact, she's an associate there. Um, she took a year off, took a leave of absence as she won Miss USA, which I think is common. I just always wonder how that conversation goes with your boss. Hey, Steven, <laughs> whatever the names are. Stephanie, if it's a girl boss. So I want to compete for this pageant, and I might be gone for a year if I win. Like, I don't know how you even have that conversation, but nonetheless, she took a year off. Congratulations, Chesley, on being Miss USA 2019. I can honestly, honestly say, without having any clout chasing at all, that when Chesley was crowned as um, Carolina, I was really, really impressed with her look, Miss um, North Carolina, and... I love how she can smile in a picture. Of course, I love the hair. Um, I love that she's black. So when I saw her win the state, I was like, you know what? I think she can actually like, like do this. Like I think she could do this. I think that she is perfect as Miss USA. And one reason why, let me go and take a sip. But one reason why I wanted to delay putting out this episode like after she won was because she got a lot of flack from some of you haters and I'm just gonna take a sip in honor of you guys this wine is so good oh my goodness I feel like it tastes chocolate in it a little bit nonetheless so uh, let's just talk about this Whenever somebody wins, that's not who the fan favorite was. And I'm part of some of these pageant boards on Facebook and on the internet or the Timmy, depending on who you're talking to. (laughs) But, and I saw a lot of hate towards Chesley. Not bad hate like I saw with Deshauna when she was crowned Miss USA. This was just a disappointment from the group. And to me, it really hurts my heart when people are so gung-ho for one contestant or a few contestants, and they don't even consider the fact that there's 50 other women competing, not just your favorite. Like, anyone can win this competition, just because the overall consensus in a group is one or two girls, and this class happened to be like at least eight or ten girls were definite standouts in the favoritism department. Just because none of your girls won doesn't mean you can just throw negative vibes to the girl who did win. Like, come on, folks. Let's be nice. Okay? Let's be nice here. But, like... People were really, really coming down on Chesley because she wasn't who they wanted her, who they wanted as Miss USA. Bogus, 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 bogus. Chesley was um, 
a pageantology girl. So congratulations to um, Shandy and um, oh shoot, congratulations to pageantology team for um, crowning another girl, Susie, Shandy and Susie. Sorry. Um, on their win, they had back-to-back Miss USA title holders, so they must be doing something right as far as coaching. So congratulations to the pageantology for crowning another, for having another Miss USA crowned. That's a huge accomplishment on its own. So some of the things that I saw, and you know what? I don't even think I want to say the things that I saw because I don't want to give them any type of energy. But overall, the theme after Chesley won was like a question mark. Why her? What what about what about the first runner up? What about this one? This girl's let out a top fifteen. What about this one? Just taking away from who Chesley is as a person because she looks a certain way or because she holds herself a certain um to a certain standard. And for me, who cares? Like at the end of the day, who cares? It's one year. We all don't agree on Miss USA's, and I definitely have not agreed on some of the Miss USA of past, some of recent past, but that doesn't mean I'm going to hate the person. You got to realize that when you're a judge, you're seeing all these people one-on-one, talking to them one-on-one, and some of your girls who were really good on paper or in pictures did not show up on stage like they needed to. And they did not show up probably in the interview room, I'm assuming, based off how I look when they when they show up on stage. So many people were really, really gorgeous, but they didn't know how to walk. Or they didn't know how their styling was a little bit off. And it cost them a crown, nonetheless. So if you guys are gonna root for a girl, put your support, put your mouth, your money where your mouth is and support her financially so that way she can perform her best at Miss USA. That's what we my biggest takeaway from this. Um, especially because some of them were really good, but they just, they just looked good. And that, as you know, this is a beauty pageant, but there's not a score on beauty. If you actually look at it, we don't, there's no beauty score. We're looking at interview. We're looking at photogenic, which is how good you take pictures and how good you can show up on camera and be that it girl on camera. But there's no beauty score. And even if there was, just because someone looks pretty to you doesn't mean she's pretty to me. Just because I look good to myself don't mean I'm going to look good to you. You know, so a lot of people were coming down at Chesley because they didn't think that she was had a standard of beauty that they wanted in that queen. Boo-hoo. First of all, she does have a standard of beauty. She's very smart she has intellectual beauty which i don't know if you guys know but that's gonna take you a little bit farther than physical beauty in the long run and you're gonna always need a lawyer you're not gonna always need a pretty face you know there's a thousand pretty faces how many lawyers can you get well, those probably thousands of lawyers but you guys know what i'm saying um and a lot of people were coming down because she of her hair and saying that she's not pretty. And that, to me, is just bogus. Really bogus. Because you're ugly. Like, how can you tell me someone's ugly? That's disrespectful. Chelsea, to me, is very gorgeous. She's biracial. 
and she has really gorgeous hair and I believe her hair texture I'm assuming is like a 3C makes me a little bit jelly because I'm over here trying to work on this 4C naps that I got going on on the top of my head but nonetheless I love her hair I do think her hair is part of her overall branding and her look and I think that that's really what made her kind of stand out in the long run it, she had a, a big presence and the hair is just part of it it's and then a lot of people are like comparing it to diana ross really you guys like <laughs> black women are very um different and unique like you don't have to compare me to another black woman with big hair or the other black woman that you know who has big hair just let her be her. She doesn't have to be another Diana Ross or reminiscent of that. She's the Chelsea, Ches- Chesley Christ of today. So I love her hair. I think she looked really gorgeous in swimsuit. That was my favorite part of watching her was her swimsuit and her walk. She gave a great answer. And I think she gave an answer that was not a standard pageant patty answer to that question. Um... You mentioned because typically when coaches give you the advice to answer the question by kind of saying what you would do as the title holder or a personal experience or some, say something about you, but she mentioned the Nevada legislature that's full of women, which is kind of I mean, a lot of lawmakers are attorneys, but I think her answer was unique because it wasn't necessarily about her, it was about the state of Nevada and the women in the legislation, legislature there. Um, so that was kind of an interesting answer that she gave. But I think she had the best answer. And I don't think it was necessarily the words that she said, but just the way that it came out. It came out very focused, very intellectual, very clear, conversational. And she got a lot of applause. To me, she was easily the winner amongst as it got cut lower and lower and lower to that top five. She was easily my winner. And I didn't think that she was going to win because I... Honestly, did not think that they were going to crown another woman of color for some years. Because <laughs> they already gave us Kara and Deshauna. So, like, I, I would assume they wasn't going to crown another woman of color. But nonetheless, here we are. And this is our third woman of color in the last four years. And I think it definitely speaks to the amount of diversity that's in this country. You know, Kara is a scientist. Deshauna was in the reserves and in fighting for this country and Chesley is a lawyer so these women's experiences are real experiences and WMG or IMG what is it WMG IMG is definitely crowning women of caliber women of substance women with careers women who are focused and who are a little bit older and kind of already in their careers and that's what I really like about about this new ownership is because they make this they make it seem like the crown is tangible and is achievable before uh, miss usa in the past you know we had holly berry we had crystal stewart but it never felt like it was truly like a tangible goal or a realistic goal because no one looked like me in the crown and none of the women who looked like me ever made it far or there wasn't even a lot of diversity on the stage to begin with so what are the odds that Illinois 
would crown a black woman and send her there. And if they did send her there, were the odds that she would even be considered into the top 15? Like, I feel like they might get eliminated. You know, just kind of, you know, just based off implicit bias, you know. We all kind of know what I'm talking about, how I'm getting around there. But people don't see black women as beautiful sometimes. And that really hurts. And so we saw that in the pageant world a lot with a lot of black women not getting crowned. And there's been some pageants that historically had rules, number sevens, that said that if you had any drop of color in your blood, you were eliminated from even being considered for this competition, you know? So to finally see these people are finally getting crowned, it makes it seem like, okay, they're crowning more diverse women. And that's what I love. So I will only love to see, and even it wasn't even just this year like the top five this year was amazing new mexico is um mexican and it's and then like last year or car's year the first runner up from jersey she was a middle eastern and it's just nice to finally see women of color being recognized for our beauty and our skills you know and our careers so i say all that to say congratulations chesley I am really happy for her. And to all you naysayers, pish posh, you know, like just go away. What's your purpose? You know, what's your, what's really the purpose? Mm, mm, mm. Gotta say, this wine is super good. I hope you guys are drinking along with me and tuning in and just kind of just hearing what I say. I know you might not necessarily agree with everything I say sometimes in the show. And I had someone say this was a controversial podcast. And I'm not even trying to be controversial on purpose. I'm just pointing out things that I see, you know. And like Kanye said, we're all subconscious. I'm just the first to admit it. We all are subconscious. But we all know things are going on in the pageant world. I'm just the first to admit it and to say it. And that's the reason for this podcast. is to bring up things that's going on in pageantry because... And that's not even initially how I started this off or how I saw this podcast going. It just kind of naturally flowed because there was so much hoopla going on that I just kept coming out with the episodes with more and more hoopla that was going on in this world and in our industry. And as much love as I have for it, I don't want to see it just, you know, go to crap because of people's thinking and their archaic thinking. So with that being said... I'm going to take another sip. So, oh, and also congratulations to um, Kaylee, who won Miss Teen USA. And I love that we finally have black women represented in all three of the highest, well, four of the highest titles in a, a pageantry in America. Miss America with Nia, Miss Teen USA with Kaylee, and now Miss... USA with Chesley. It's so nice to see it. It's refreshing. They did an interview together, all three of them, and I don't think I've ever seen the Miss USA and Miss America in the same state. So to see it in the same interview was just phenomenal. And it's something that's completely like, like, what, like, is this 2019? Like, holy cow, like, we are really making waves in this pageant world. And I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I think it's amazing that we have three women in, or and then Miss United States, which is Andromeda. You guys know she was on an episode 
on a podcast. So go back and listen to that. You can hear about her upbringing and her story and how long it took her to win Miss United States. But Miss United States, Miss America, Miss Teen USA, and Miss USA are all black women. And I couldn't be more proud of my fellow black girls who are reigning out here. Congratulations. Keep doing what you're doing. And prove to these people that... Actually, I ain't got to prove them nothing. But prove to these people that you deserve the crown. And I think that if we went back and watched the interviews on Miss USA, I think we would be like, oh, okay, I see why Chesley won. I can see. So, because of that nonsense that was spewed out the moment that Chesley was crowned and the days and the weeks following when she was doing her tour, you know, a lot of people were saying some crazy stuff. So I said, you know, let me just wait to see how this plays out. Um, to see if it's going to continue. And lo and behold, it did not continue. And that to me is just the biggest hypocrisy in all of this. With just how much hate this girl got when she won. And lately, when I go on here, I see people are singing her praises. The same people are singing her praises. Oh, oh, look at her, this radiating light. Oh, I see why she won. She's so well-spoken. Oh, I can see why she won. I get it now. What kind of comments are that? No, like, you didn't see that. You didn't, you didn't understand why she won until you see her in person and see her in action. So now that you see her talking on these media tours and sharing her story in the media and she has more of a presence after the title and after winning and people are now saying that they understand why she won as if it was hard to comprehend in the first place like what what's what's with that and i've seen a lot of people switch sides and say oh she's so nice she's so well spoken she's gorgeous i see what the judges saw in her I, under, I get it now. She'll do great at internationals, at Miss Universe. Um, this woman's spirit is just shining bright. And I was, really? Like, to me, I'm just, really? Like, <laughs> you guys was not saying that three weeks ago, four weeks ago when she won. They were saying all types of racist stuff. And now you understand why she can win. I'm sorry, I don't have to prove to you why I should be this, you know, just my work, her work should speak for herself, but I guess she needed more convincing and more proof for some of these people about why she can hold her own. And that to me is really disheartening because it just takes away from the fact that she won in the first place, like, because you had such doubt that she was even capable of winning. And since she did win, you're like, how did she win? And now you're like, oh, I see why she won. That to me is just kind of backwards. You should just accept that she won in the first place. And then I I, I honestly don't know how to go about that. But it's just surprising to me how as of late, I've seen a lot of people switching their ideologies and now coming to be understanding that woo woo she won because she's smart and I, I get like it's an aha moment for people that I think is pathetic it should have been there as we was counting down top 15 10 and 5 
Like, oh, I see her winning. I can see her winning. I can see her winning. I can see her winning. Oh, she won. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh, yeah, I get it. Not, oh, no, not her. Oh, no, not her. Oh, no, not her. Why do he calling her? Why do they keep calling her? Oh, darn. Why did she win? No. What a mess. What a mess some of you guys are. Like, some of you guys are really, really mean and really, really harsh in the things that you say. And it's hard for me sometimes to look at these boards because people are rude and racist in their thinking. And it's just like, there's more than one type of beauty out there. And there's more than one type of woman out there. And so by just scrolling through some of these boards, I'll see a lot of this hate towards certain women who are competing or women who have won in years past. And I'm just like, is this how you feel about this person as a person? Or is this how you really feel about black women as a whole or black people as a whole? And it's like your racism is starting to show. And it's just coming up in this pageant group, but this is how you really think of people in real life. Opposite minus the title and the crown of sash. This is how you really see people. And that's so disheartening, you guys. It really is. I just don't know another word of how to like really capture it or how to say it. But when people were just really cheering for some of these girls based off their look. And their look to me at least was not, I mean, it was, they were fine. But for them to not show up, it just proves that you can't just look at someone's external beauty. Um, or just just disregard other people because they're not beautiful to you. And it's just, it just really hurts me because I feel like a lot of people, um, they're, they're not just on these pageant boards, but you might be in the judges' room. You might be on that panel. And if, you, if people have this thinking and are confident enough to say it on these you know, these groups that I'm in, then I can only imagine if some of these people are judges and just not saying what they really think about some of these people who are competing, i.e. me. Like, do I realistically have a chance to compete or did you rule me out the minute I walked in the room when you saw my skin color? These are questions that I really do have. And I think a lot of people have these questions. That's why some people tend to be drawn towards pageants that are geared towards certain groups like when I competed for Miss Black USA and Miss Black America I competed in those pageants because all the other women were black so there's no implicit bias there already and we're all starting at the same point like I don't have to get subconsciously subliminally ruled out as a contestant because of my skin color because we're all black here and that's one reason why those black pageants exist so now you know, and now you can stop asking title holders, why is there a Miss Black America? Where is Miss White America? And that's one question I got a lot as a title holder was, where is the white version of my, I guess, sister queen, I guess? And it's just like, really? Really? <laughs> they've, they've been crowned. They've been crowned for some years, some decades in a row. And now we have three who were crowned in the last five, six years. And now it's a whole hoopla. And IMG is going to 
to trash and this system is going to go to waste and you guys are trashing this entire system because of who they crowned in the past. Gosh, or who they crowned recently, I should say. Bogus, 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 bogus. What happened to the spirit of competition and just the overall friendly competition, the overall friendly mood of just cheering for your state, cheering for the girls that you know, and just just supporting the ones, supporting them if they don't win, but not dogging out the girl who did. That to me is just asinine. Asinine. <laughs> but I have seen a lot of people come come full circle. Oh, not full circle, I guess, 180. And just change the thinking up on Chesley. And that, to me, I was like, okay, you made some steps, some progress. Cool. I'll take that. But it shouldn't be a, a complete surprise. Like, the girl won for a reason. She beat out... 50 other women like there has to be something to her that the judges saw that we didn't see so just chalk your loss up to the game wipe your hands clean and let's go forward with this year maybe next year the crown the girl of your dreams but now you're on the other side of where I have been where a lot of people have been where they were crowning people's girls and not ours. And you're just like, dang, when are they gonna crown us? When are they gonna crown us? Now they are crowning us. Now anyone else is like, why are they? Why are they crowning these women like this? What? Because we were competing. <laughs> anyway, I'm done with this. Um, this conversation. I don't want to bring that much energy into it at all. But I just want to say that people were really bogus to Chesley when she won, and now those same people are singing her praises, and it's just pathetic to watch from the sidelines it really is so let's transition a little bit shall we so I want to mention something to you guys I don't know if you heard just yet but another reason why I've been delayed on putting out this episode because I myself is going back into this competition realm and I just won Miss Illinois Earth USA and at the end of April a month ago and I am competing for Miss Earth USA at the end of June at the end of next month in Las Vegas and I'm so excited to go to the Miss Earth competition. I've been seeing a lot of it watching it from the sidelines and I'm glad to finally be a part of it. I won Illinois and I'm excited, to represent this, I'm excited to represent this great state. I've been all over the state. I lived all over the state. So um, I think that I'm well qualified to represent Illinois. Um, nonetheless, so that's kind of what's been slowing me down. It's just pageant prep and just getting ready to compete at nationals again, at national competition again. And I'm really excited and really just want to focus on doing this one and doing it right and just really honing in on that internal motivation and knowing who I am and just focusing my mind, getting my mind right to compete in Las Vegas. I just can't believe I'm going to be in Vegas. Like, I have not been to Vegas. I don't know if you guys have who are listening, but I haven't been to Vegas. But fun fact, I was conceived in Vegas. (laughs) That's a little fun thing it was my mom's birthday and I was conceived in March and she pushed out 
a beautiful Sagittarius on a cold, cold Friday night in December underneath the full moon. Five days before Christmas. So that's kind of my story. So I'm kind of excited to see, to be in Vegas, to be in Nevada. I heard a lot about it. I know people live in Vegas or not. Well, obviously live in Vegas, but I know people who have moved to Vegas. Um, so I kind of want to see what the hype's about. Because I know a few people who have moved to Vegas. And I never really saw Vegas. I always thought it was like a casino, strip, stripper, gambling place. Not like a living, viable community. But that's just me being ignorant to <laughs> was outside of Illinois and outside of the Midwest. So... I'm excited to see, like, Vegas life, and I know I'm going to the Grand Canyon. I flew over the Grand Canyon when, when I was going to California. I spent my summers in California. So I'm excited to be in Vegas, go to the Grand Canyon, meet my sister queens, of course. I know it's a lot of us, too, um, and compete in this pageant. And so I want to tell you guys why I chose the Earth system in the first place to compete my next competition um, and kind of what my focus is in case you care so I really want to compete in the Miss Earth system because I've seen a lot of positive reviews about it I kind of was considering retiring but you know the you know you always get hit with the pageant bug get bit by it and I don't think I was going to retire retire but I wanted to compete again I was itching to compete again and when I was looking for a system that really matched my values I started to think about what it is that I valued. <laughs> like, what do I really want to do um, as a title holder and as a queen? And the Miss Earth system is one that came to mind a few times because one of my friends recommended that I compete in it. But now I was like, you know, I'm not really too earthy. I don't really know a lot about it. Uh, climate change, global warming, all that fun stuff. I don't, well, it's not fun, but I didn't really know too much about it to felt like I cared, to be honest with you guys, about it. But when I really looked at what I do day to day, I realized I did care. I just never put it in a sentence or phrased it as combating climate change personally. So this is what I mean by that. I spent my summers in California and in Chicago. And I learned how to swim in the Pacific in the Pacific Ocean. I climbed mountains. As a kid, I did all that fun stuff. I was very adventurous. In Chicago, we have Lake Michigan. I go to the lake all the time. Like, all the time. Uh, living on the south side, it's right by the lake. Chicago alone is right by the lake, but you're very close to it. You have apartments on the lake, and I just, you, this is something you do, is just go to the lake every summer and just kick it. It's like a whole beach. You know, it's not by an ocean. It's a beach and downtown at the same time. You have the city life and the beach life in the same view, you know, beach one way, turn behind you, whole downtown. So going to a lake was something that we always did. And I always wanted to live by a body of water because how peaceful it is. And there's always being at Lake Michigan. So that's my local title was Miss Lake Michigan. When I went to move to Decatur, Illinois, which is central Illinois, there's a big lake there. It's man-made called Lake Decatur. I live by there, and I live close enough where I can have, like, a nice little run to the lake, sit down, and run back home um, or walk my dog. And I always wanted to live by water because I felt like water was just so peaceful. I love taking long baths. I love drinking water. Like, I truly love drinking water. 
Um, I don't know how deep you guys want to get, but sometimes I drink water as meditation. Um, you know, your body needs a water. So you can use the act of drinking water as meditation. And I just really love it. And so, and I love swimming. I was a lifeguard, which is rare to kind of see black women as lifeguards, but I was a lifeguard. I just love swimming. That's how I prepare for pageants is through swimming. And everything about, and I love fire. Like, I know that's kind of weird. Um, not like a pyro or anything, but I love fire, candles, the warmth of it. But when it comes to the elements, earth, wind, fire, water, air, I love the water. I got my fire sign being a Sagittarius, but I love the water. And as I was doing research on global warming, climate change, I realized that water was one of the most impacted by climate change and global warming. And if you think about it, it's really going to be one of our first indicators that something's going on. Like, look at what's going on right now, if you guys listen to this in present day, as of May 2019. Across the Midwest, in the last 13 days, we had a tornado every single day. Literally every single day, there's been a tornado touchdown in the Midwest, whether it's in Ohio or out here in Illinois. Um, I think there was someone in Indiana as well, but mainly Ohio got hit really hard with tornadoes. There was 50 in 24 hours, 50 tornadoes in 24 hours out here. And of course, with tornado weather, we're all used to it in the Midwest because March, April, well, not really March, April and May are tornado season. So we're used to it, but you have those heavy storms. You have to have, you know, the thunderstorm and the conditions for a tornado. And with those storms comes the rain. And we are in the Midwest. And the Midwest is the floodplain area of the country. So with the rain coming down, a lot of communities are being flooded heavy. And we have the Mississippi River, which is a lot of, it goes to the entire, you know, north to south. A lot of communities are on the river. And that there's rivers that are sprouting from Mississippi River, um, the Fox River, like all that other into smaller communities. So, Pecatonica River is out here where I'm at, and the Rock River. And with the rain, these rivers are flooding. They're over flooding, they're cresting. Communities that live by these rivers are getting flooded where they have to have rescues. Um, and there's a lot of flooding going on a lot of flooding because there's nowhere to put all this water. It's been raining. Literally today it did not rain, but I think tomorrow it's going to rain, but it's been raining heavy all spring. And with that is flooding and that's the water. And with flooding comes dangerous concerns like what's in that flood water. You know, sometimes you have pipes, you have electricity that are still active. In the water, you can get electrocuted. You have um, disease that's in that water. You have fish that are in the water if they're coming if it's coming from the river, or if the levees are breaking. Like some of the levees um, near Iowa in northwest Illinois broke and flooded the community, and you have fish that are in the streets because they're in this water. Um, 
disease and then it just floods the water because if you have plastic and trash on the ground already and then it gets flooded now that plastic is in this water and we're trying to push it back to the river now it makes the river dirty it's a mess <laughs> i don't know because yeah we need help up here in the midwest but ultimately 50 tornadoes it is a result of that extreme weather from climate change like as the weather and as the world changes, not only are we having these forest fires on the West Coast and hurricanes to the uh, Southeast region, but here in the Midwest, it's hitting us hard. And I never really thought about how hard it's hitting us because I don't have those hurricanes or those fires. But that flooding, those tornadoes are real. And thankfully, a lot of people who were hit, a lot of communities that were hit by tornadoes, no one really died. Some people have died. But more people have survived these 50 tornadoes than the ones that passed away, which is truly a blessing. I think like one person died or three people have died in Ohio. So numbers are really low. So that's a blessing. People are being safe because we in the Midwest, if there's anything that we do know, it's how to survive a tornado. And it was really bad weather on Memorial Day. And people are like, I saw memes that said, um, when you're outside, when it's a tornado, on Memorial Day, and people in the Midwest are looking for it outside, and like the the girl like looking, like we don't sound tornadoes, we're about to keep barbecuing. <laughs> there are people who sit outside their porch and call your bluff if you said a tornado. Oh, I've been through plenty of tornadoes. This is nothing. And I'm sure you guys have the people out there in the hurricane, the people who decide to stay because they've been through so many hurricanes. That there's not gonna be anything. Who cares? And then it be it becomes bigger than what they thought. But um. We, we're going to make it up here in the Midwest. We really are. And when I think about it, too, one thing that I do to meditate is take these walks outside in the sun. I call them my prayer walks. Um, and I ground myself, which is putting my bare feet on the grass. It's called grounding. And it allows you to charge yourself from your feet up as opposed to when the sun charges you from your head down. So you put your bare feet on the ground. Because how often does your bare feet touch the earth and just touch the soil? Anyway, as I started to get more and more in tune to my daily habit of things that I do, I realized that, one, not only am I a resident of this earth, so I should care about it, but two, I partake in nature and earth um, and the environment more than I really thought. And even as my job as a reporter... I'm covering issues about the environment that people need to know, like how some of these abandoned homes are polluting these, you know, even you have abandoned homes and blighted properties, you have risks for people um, squatting in those homes, those homes becoming infected with asbestos and then that gets into the air or just mold and mildew and unkempt properties and if people abandon their homes you don't know what condition they left it in and how bad it's going to get but I realized that a lot of my meditative things are earth related if that makes sense I go to the lake to meditate I use the ground to meditate the fire with the candles um just being outside Growing up, in, growing up in uh, California and going to the mountains, living by Lake Michigan. I'm like, man. And then 
I carry crystals. Crystals are from the earth as well. Um, and then a lot of things I do, I've been eating more plant-based. And I have sage. You know, a lot of things that I didn't realize makes me a protector of this earth. And I'm like, wait. You know, and I started to put two and two together, how climate change was directly affecting me and why I should care. Because if I'm going outside to meditate and I'm breathing in all this carbon dioxide, that's going to hurt me. And by switching to a plant-based diet, I got to think about where the plants are coming from. Like how healthy are these plants that I'm eating, you know? Um, And how much can I save? How much am I saving by not eating meat? How am I working to save the environment by switching over to this plant-based diet, plant-based diet instead of eating meat? And then you guys know, of course, this podcast is Pageants and Prosecco, and I talk about wine quite a bit. And I was looking at how climate change is affecting the wine industry, and I was just even more appalled. I'm like, holy cow, because of those fires in California, that affected a lot of the wine region in Napa, and it's just like... A lot of the wines are going to taste a little bit smoky because of um, the fires and whatnot. But some of the wines that we drink it today won't even literally be around in like 10 years because the people who plant the grapes, the grape soil and the climate is getting warmer. And when you get warm weather and grapes, you know, that creates raisins and raisins are full of sugar. So... They're moving their vineyards farther up the mountain or into warmer climates. And they have to keep moving farther north because it's colder up farther north. And you're just not going to have the same kind of wines in 10 years, nonetheless, because of climate change. And you probably literally won't be able to plant. And the soil is going to be so bad that you can't even plant a certain variety of these grapes anymore because it's just not going to work out with the weather. And so I was like, oh my goodness, I need my wine. Like, I like, what is going on? And it's mainly happening in the Italian vineyards and over there in Europe and France, the hub of winemaking. So I was like, wow. Like, and then being a journalist, a lot of my stories are environmentally focused. Like the flooding. When it was a flood crisis, they sent a journalist to do it or to cover it. You had the weather people there, of course, but. A lot of my stories are about the environment and I feel trying to make a difference. So I decided to do more research about it, not be ignorant to climate change and global warming and to do something about it because it's really affecting us. And I started to look into, um, when I started doing my research, I saw that kids, the Gen Z generation is really upset about climate change because guess what? They're the ones growing up into this earth, into this world that's going to be left over by us. And are we going to give them trash or are we going to give them a nice little planet to live? And then they're concerned about their kids and their grandchildren. And some of these middle schools that I talked to already, you know, 12, 13 years old, think about their grandkids. And I'm afraid for what they are going to walk into, but yet they are grandkids because their grandkids will be younger, I guess, depending on when I push out some kids will be younger than my grandkids. So you you don't realize the impact of what is today is going to be like in their lifetime. 
like a lot of people have seen things change in their since they were a kid and then since they grown up when it comes to the environment and the climate in like 30 years or something like that and 30 is still young so imagine when those kids turn 30 in like 15 years what is this earth going to look like in 15 years when they're just now reaching 30 and are out here there's nothing they can do about it right now because they can't even vote some of these people into office to change the environment and it really hurts because they're afraid for the future and they're not even going to have a future like when i saw the protest with the kids skipping school they said why go to school when there's gonna be no planet and that's really sad and it tugs my heartstrings so much because i think that's their biggest issue facing them is climate change and for me as a kid my biggest issue was a tornado in school because there are tornadoes all the time. Um, it wasn't really school shootings, but it started to become school shootings. And, of course, terrorist attacks because I grew up as a kid. 9-11, I was an elementary school student. So I've kind of always been concerned about terrorist attacks. But that is less um, likely to happen than climate change and global warming and trash and now with the water my love for water there's saying there'll be more plastic pieces of plastic in the ocean than there'll be fishes <laughs> fishes then there'll be fish by 20 um 50 you know in 30 years there's literally more pieces of plastic in the ocean than there are fish and we don't even know how many fish there are out there because we haven't even explored the entire ocean but for them to know that we have polluted the ocean that bad, where there'll be more piece of plastic, like, that's disturbing. And we did that. We're the ones who came and messed this planet up with our human activities and our CO2 emissions and whatnot. So we have to do something. We And I feel like you need to be a change agent. And at the end of the day, you're going to go down in history for one of two things. You're going to go down for being memorable or you're going to go down as being forgotten. And one thing that I want to go down as in history is being memorable for my work that I've done to leave this place just a little bit better than how I found it. And part of that is through education and it's through work changing the climate back to a sustainable living condition for my kid, my grandkid, their kids, and their grandkids, and their grandkids. So that's why I want to compete in this Earth pageant. Because I realized I really am passionate about the Earth. I just never really put it into a sentence, I guess. I just kind of always just, you know. And I feel like as a woman, I feel more in tune to Mother Nature. And like Snow White. You know, Snow White had all those birds and stuff in her house. And they were talking to her. And I think that's just a natural charm that women have. Is that they're protectors. They feel close in nature. Because I feel like we are... A part of nature. I thought I'm going on like a nice little tangent and whatnot, but if you guys are a woman, you kind of understand. Um, you know, it's mother nature. Like, we're the women, we are the child bearers. We're my womb is going to give birth to a kid. Like, the women are the ones who give birth, and we're like the guy plants the seed. Like, the seed's nice, but you need a soil. You know, I think just being a woman and being the the mother, you kind of feel connected to the earth in one way or another. At least I do. So, and even like the, the tree in Pocahontas, random thing, was, you know, the tree was a woman. 
the one who guided Pocahontas. Like, I feel like as a woman, we're kind of closer to the earth. So what better pageant system competing than Miss Earth pageant when it comes to how women are going to be change agents and um, get this earth back to where it is? And that's kind of why I see in the middle school students is the women, the young ladies I talk to are the ones who are leading the change to um, change their reality and change their future. It's the female students, male students too, but it's the female students who are really focused on, on climate change and global warming. So yeah, I wanted to compete. And of course, my love of pageantry, I wanted to get back into the ring again. And I was just looking for a good system. And Miss Earth and I seem to be perfect um, just because my values over the years have really grown to want to protect it. And that's just that. But like, we need more trees. Like, we need trees and nature to survive. So that's my little two cents. The wine is exceptionally good today. So thank you guys for listening so much. I appreciate it. I know this one's a little bit longer episode, but don't worry. I have more for you. And I have a nice little interview coming up for you guys next week or our next episode, I should say, with the Society for Pageant Women. I had a chance to talk um, with the founder of that organization about it, and I can't wait to deliver it to you guys. So stay tuned for that in June. And I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I'm glad you listened, glad you tuned in, glad you still are listening, even though it's been a minute since I last posted. My apologies again, but I am preparing for the Miss Earth USA system, and I am on a journey. So I'll give you guys episodes and updates as I can. And of course, when I get there, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So cheer for me. Follow me on social media too, my Earth social media, Miss Illinois Earth. I think it's just Miss Illinois Earth um, on Instagram and on Facebook. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. I hope you guys are empty. And I'll catch you guys on the flip side in the next episode. Peace.